Boom. We are live. We are. Let's, let's give it a few, uh, a, a, a rolling little bit before we get started. We'll let the regulars join us for our, our regular Thursday night pubcast. No comments coming in yet, but I'm sure that the uh, crew will be on before too long. Here we go. Corey, g'day. Oh, and Anthony and Tim. Do we have to be yeah. professional now? Thanks. Tim, we expect nothing but professional from you at all times, mate. Guys, speak, <laughs> speaking of Tim Ford, I was talking to Jeff Fader, and I posted the thing that Corin posted, and Jeff commented, oh, I'm one month too late because he posted the initial one who said, it said that this podcast was going to be aired on September. Oh, Oh. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's yeah. A little bit of I fixed yeah. it up. Tim did that, though. That yeah, was Tim's fault. Yeah, said, we blame. Said, Tim, Tim is a really good scapegoat for these sorts of things. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter what goes on, uh, Tim will get the blame. Unless right, it's good. He has no voice. <laughs> he's he's got a voice, but it's just a squeaky little thing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Well, we've got a few people online now. Uh, it's a regular Thursday night proceeding. Welcome, everyone, to Knife Making Down Under podcast or pubcast, as we like to call it on a Thursday night. Um, tonight, we have... Uh, a couple of guests with us uh, from Klingspore. Uh, you should all know Klingspore at the moment, especially given the um, Gamaco or Artisan Supplies recent group buy. Um, and guys, would you like to give yourselves a quick introduction to the listeners for us? Sure. Um, so my name's Paul Hoy. I'm um, Managing Director of Klingspore. Um, in Australia, and um, I've been involved with Klingspore for about 30 years now in the UK and now in Australia. Um, so hopefully, I should know what I'm talking about, fingers crossed. If not, <laughs> then I've got Frank as well. So Frank, yes. you introduce yourself. Yes, um, uh, I'm Frank Chirico. Um I am National Marketing and Training Manager at Klingspore. I've been there... Uh, just over eight years now, but been in the abrasives game for over 20. Um, so we're uh, very pleased to be with you tonight and um, to share uh, what we do with you. Thank you for joining yeah, fantastic. us. Guys. We were actually, yeah, we were really actually quite happy and excited Um when Corin said that he'd organised you guys to come on and have a little chat with us, it's a it's a really nice thing to get the actual guys from the industry that we you know we're using your products every day, or especially guys like me that are the full time makers. We we're using you guys your guys' product every day, um, so yeah, it's fantastic to get to get actually get you guys on board. Yeah, thanks for asking. Also, um, so we have oh no worries. So we've got Paul and Frank. And, and we've also got, we can't forget the legendary uh, Mert Tansu from Tansu Knives, who's just popped up top. And down the bottom now in the Brady Bunch screen on the on the left there, uh, Corin from Gamaco and Artisan Supplies. So as you know, Artisan Supplies are, well, I would have to say at the right at the moment, the prominent dealer of Kling Spore products, definitely in Australia. Um, and it was really nice of you, Corin, to... 
sort these guys out for us for a chat. Well, it's been, you know, it's been a sort of long time coming. Um, we've been dealing with Klingspore now since pretty much the early days. Most people know the story. Uh, and um, they've jumped on and supported us in a big way. Their products are excellent, exceptional. And um, basically the, these Reaper belts that we're, we're now marketing uh, have been around for a while. There's no question about that. But they're just phenomenal. And, and it's kind of like the – the little like it's a little secret of some of those knife makers like um that have been using them for a long time like the likes of Adam Parker and so forth that have been using these belts for years and knowing how good they were and we've cottoned on took a little while we did a deal with Klingspore to get them into the market uh and um we just took a pallet of two we just took delivery of two more Gaylords that's a, a pallet box guys <laughs> Gaylord <laughs> That's the box Let's wait for the the listener comments now because I have to admit, Corrin Corrin gave me a call today and I was sitting in the car. Thankfully, it pulled up the car at home. In the and I'm serious. Guys, <laughs> no, that's what they're called. You Google Gaylord boxes, Google images, and you'll see what a Gaylord I, pallet box is. I think anyway, he's taking the piss out of us. Frank, what are you <laughs> like? Yeah, well, I think so too. Gaylord's in the boxes, yeah. yeah. Right. Be, being the true blue no, guy. No, I'm not that way. We've got two Gaylords of... Uh, no, don't be so sexual. That's, don't take this where it's not supposed to go. That's that's no. I'm I am you no, knew that's it was wrong. going there. You look it up. I looked it up. My boy said they're called Gaylord boxes. I said, no, they're not. That's just wrong. You can't say that in my workplace. I googled it, they're called Gaylord boxes. I'm moving on with life. Anyway, um You took a lot of belts. A lot of belts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Corin and I, Tim and I uh, um, checked in two big Gaylords today. So that's what we did. Look, now last time I visited your workshop. You were doing two pallet loads of G10. All I can say is I'm thankful that I wasn't up there while you two were doing doing two Gaylords. <laughs> I actually wrote a little song. I wrote a little song. I was singing the whole time. Oh, it went something like Timmy's fucking it up, do da do. Anyway, we got through it in the end. Um, mm. And Matt Snape knows what they're called. See, they are called. That's what they're called. Yeah. I am not wow. any, in any gotta, way discriminating yeah. against anyone. I never would. So there we go. <laughs> you, so just, anyway, you just so open us up to that, but yes, <laughs> learn so much on these podcasts. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you really do. It's an education. It's an education. Yeah, there's nothing but useful information coming out of these lips. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. So, so here we've got the guys from Klingspore. Um, they've kindly taken their time out tonight to to join us, and the idea of this is twofold that they'll tell us a bit about who they are and what they do because um there's a lot of people in the abrasive industry and they they'll tell us what makes them a little bit different and the other thing is guys this is a perfect opportunity for you guys to ask any questions you have on abrasives and not get the bullshit answers that we make up you can actually ask people <laughs> that yeah, work yeah. in the industry yeah. and get our yeah. bullshit answers <laughs> yeah he says we won't make them up <laughs> yeah but it's still but better than my bullshit answers yeah. all right no, no, I'll, I'll be i'll be diligently taking notes fellas just so that i can uh, relay the expert advice that we're given tonight. Corin, <laughs> as you know, mate, it's, it's all in delivery. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good. Oh, right. yeah. So, yeah, keep the, the – uh, please don't – yeah, anyway, it's all good. 
I, I wasn't being stupid with the Gaylord box. It's actually a thing, and I just yeah, yeah. using for no, whatever pure reason. Right. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, right. So where are we going? We abrasive abrasives. We'll start off. I think if it's all right with um with Kevin Mert, we'll just do a round talk about what we've been doing this week, and um, let's give it a go. Go for it, Mert. Oh, what about what I've been doing? <clears throat> um, I don't know if you guys remember, a few months ago, me and my friend, we went to a little camping trip, and him being an outdoorsman, he had a little axe with him, he had a Mora knife, and me, a knife maker, I had nothing. I felt, Did, yeah. Didn't you take I your sword? Think, no, I didn't have the sword back then, but we went to the outdoor camping thing, and as a knife maker... I had fucking nothing, and I felt like naked. I just went. In the, I went in the corner underneath the tree. I crawled and I cried. And to rectify things, this week me and my friend we finished a bushcraft-looking knife. So I made a bush bushcraft knife. I can. Even That's. See can we see I it? saw the picture. It looked pretty nice. I can. Look, I can bring it up. I can work that yeah, out. I'll work that out. will bring it up. He's got the share screen ability. Well, and, you do uh, too, you bloody lazy prick. It's my third <laughs> full tank knife ever. There you go. It's nice. You it's go. nice. It's you can see that your chef influence comes into your bushcraft knives. Uh, yeah, it I, won't be long. Uh, we'll get Corin to come up and we'll see the version. It's, it's, it's a really coming. nice knife. Like for something that you put together with your friend off off the cuff, it's a really nice looking knife. Here we go. Uh, it's not on my Instagram. I oh, well, then I can't oh. show anybody. I just wasted everybody's time. Oh. <laughs> oh, we got to see the Instagram. Our WhatsApp pictures. I can't yeah. do it off WhatsApp. Sorry, no, no, we, Paul, he can't do it off WhatsApp because our other conversations are on there. Anyway, look, <laughs> Paul, Paul, how did you come to Australia? Did you get any? Did you get in trouble in the UK and they shipped you over here? What yeah, that's how, everybody, that's how everybody got here. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's how Look how old he is. Look how old he is, Mert. He's a 10-pound bomb. Well, when you yeah, say that, you've, been, yeah. you've, been in the, you've been with the company for 30 years. Man, that's a long time. Yeah. Same company for 30 years. Now, so. It is a long time. I, I, I didn't work for Klingspore in the UK. I worked for a Klingspore distributor like like a gamaco but not not specialized in knives but um so i've been involved for that long but i've been working for them here in australia for 19 years well that's yeah, and when i started it was only there was one little guy in a tiny little warehouse in um camperdown which is in uh, the inner west of sydney there's just me and him and um, now there's 30 people in the company and we're manufacturing and um, yeah, we're, yeah we're, 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 we're growing all the time. So, Paul, I will say most of the knife maker, we are, we are useless in terms of like the associating the company and the product. When you yes. say Klingspore, I know what Klingspore does, but yeah. for the people who cannot read the label, can yeah. you tell to the other knife makers what kind of abrasive belts or any other abrasive products Klingspore is using, like for example, you guys have JFlex. Yes. They've got a whole presentation, I think. We'll yeah, probably... we've got a whole preso. So yeah. set, 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 settle in. Make yourself comfortable. Grab another beer. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, that's right. No, that's that tell, the thing. Tell Cor us about your Corrin. day, real quick, um, right. uh, Kev. And then the yeah. guys from Klingspore. And then we'll get kicked oh. off with the we'll get kicked off with this. Um, yeah, with the well, show. since since the last podcast podcast that we had. I have been active in the workshop and I've been getting stuff done. 
yesterday in particular, I was actually meant to be making some sheaths and I went up to my workshop for whatever it was and five hours later, um, my neighbour was poking the head over the fence asking if it was time that I could turn the power hammer off. <laughs> <laughs> five hours. I got a little bit ready, excited ready. and... Uh, <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a suburban environment. I've got a workshop in my yeah. backyard. Yeah, yeah. Big blocks and stuff, but it's pretty good, you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was around five hours of um, like I just turned the forge on for whatever it was and found some Damascus bits in the in the bucket and I was like, oh, I should use that. And next thing you know, it was uh, three hunting knives and uh, a chef knife and a big cleaver that was yeah. forged out. And mm, one nice. one of those knives was actually needed for an order and the rest of them was a what i call uh distraction yeah well while <laughs> i'm here it's like i'm up here to get something for the work oh look at those yeah. bright lights i'm gonna make five knives uh, <laughs> so no i've been pretty busy in the workshop and then today when i should have been working on the cleaver which is the next order out and hopefully my customer is not listening um I, I got distracted with doing some grinding on a damascus little chef utility these things happen, but yeah, uh, you know, it's good fun. I had time out of my workshop, guys, recently with a bit of a back injury, and I'm, it's it's all good now. And I'm I'm like that excited kid in the in the in the lolly shop that's just found yeah. the red lollies and the blue lollies, and the focus yeah. is just not there. So <laughs> yeah. no, too excited yeah. about being in the right spot. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so, that was that was my last weekend, and today was funny because it was I was up in the workshop doing some hand sanding and. Um, some thunder and stuff was rolling in because I think everywhere on the East Coast is having some pretty ordinary weather. Mm. Yeah, and the thunder was getting louder and louder and then all of a sudden I, I could actually see the lightning flashes in the workshop and I was like, well, oh, might be time to go down to the house. And I walked outside and there was these disgusting green ball sack looking clouds that usually mean <laughs> hail and Canberra recently, earlier this year, we had this we had the worst hailstorm. So my wife, my wife was at work, and I've I thought, shit, I'm going to put the car away. And it's the first time I've parked my car in the garage since I got it, and it's really long, <laughs> and I just had a tow ball <laughs> fitted. So I got out of the car, and I'm like, no, nah, that door's not going to close. So then I moved it forward a bit, and all the sensors are beeping at me, and yeah, it was kind of funny. Anyway, I got it in there, you, got the door closed. You and, saved the and, car. And, That's good. Well, there was no hail in the end. <laughs> Premature, you know. It's always, it's always late. <laughs> well, yeah, I had I had a good day today. I just um yeah unpacked these two pallets with Timmy and wrote a new song, the "Don't Fuck It Up" Timmy song, which is a good song. Oh, um, and uh, and that was my day in a nutshell, boys. How are you guys going? Is there anything interesting and knife related in your lives that's uh, that's happened in the last week? That's what's happening in your warehouse. Knife related. We're 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 just busy trying to keep up with all the bloody orders for these belts, mate. To be honest, <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been uh, been been quite hard. We we're we're, we're flat out busy. We're having a great year, and um, this will be our best year ever. Um, and that's because uh, of Corin. Right, because it's current, like yeah, we're, we're going to change yeah, the name to COVID, not you. Same thing, uh, and um, yeah, so we're, we're just frantically trying to keep up to be honest. Yeah, it's good, it's yeah, good. no, it's a good, good nice. problem to have. It's all good news at the moment. Uh, Frank, yeah, well, did you want to add anything? And we'll get right into it. No, I think we should uh, probably get started. Yeah, let's go. 
get this party started. Here we go. All right, so we're gonna we're just gonna run you through some slides now, just a, a, a little bit on who we are and what we do, and um, we'll go into the second half of the the presentation. We'll go into more kind of detail about um, belt material and making belts and how we make them and how they start off and that sort of thing, and. Um, just to give you a better understanding of uh, of who Klingspore is, um, but for those of you who are listening, um, by all means, please ask questions as we go along, and I'm happy to, to um, uh, stop the presentation and answer your questions if I can, um, and then we'll continue on our merry way. So in saying that, there we go. Okay. So this is just a quick quick uh, slide just to tell you where we fit in the world. So this is what we call Klingsporing numbers. So we rank number five in the top five uh, in the world of um, man uh, manufacturers, manufacturers of abrasives. Um, the company was founded in 1893 uh, and it's uh, a family-owned business. Uh, more than 460 qualified technicians and sales rep offer professional on-site assistance. So, you know, salespeople all over the world um, looking after their customers. Uh, roughly 285 million euros in sales per year. Over 50,000 product lines included in our portfolio. Um, about 2,700 uh, employees worldwide. Um, and just to give you an idea of numbers of what we produce, um, every day we're looking at 110,000 100 abrasive flat discs, 350,000 cutting off wheels and grinding discs, and 100,000 square metres of coated abrasives. So um, quite a bit going on there. I've, I can't see you guys anymore. Is that meant to be? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Way? I was just, I just made, this, oh, okay, I just right. made the screen bigger so that you could, people could see those. Gotcha. Numbers okay. Yeah. All right. Um, as as, as long as it's all under control. You do have. You're a, not alone, mate. You're not alone. We're all here with you. We're all here with you. There are a couple of questions, and it, and one yeah. of them is um, this one here. Do you make? Uh, we'll come to the when we talk about the one millimeter cutoff discs. Discs. We can bring this one up again. So anyway, sorry. We'll keep going. Okay. Talk about this one, but you guys do the one millimeter cutoff disc. You do it in other things as well. We'll talk about that, I suppose, at some point. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so the company started off as a local glue manufacturer, um, uh, and then somebody uh, decided that they would add some abrasive grain to this to this glue manufacturing business, and and uh, uh, it became the big uh, abrasive uh, business that it is today. So founded in 1893, um, family-owned business. Um, 1926, Klingspore produces the first waterproof abrasive paper in Europe. Um, a, a quick story about, uh, about the wet and dry abrasive paper. Henry Ford uh, was happened to be at a trade show in Europe um, and went to see the Klingspore people and said, um, I've got this 
uh, abrasive paper that I buy from 3M. Um, Don't do it. Uh, and uh, and uh, the competition. Though. I'm just curious <laughs> to know whether you guys can make it. And, and we started to make uh, uh, abrasive paper in wet and dry um, back in 1926 in Europe. Um, 1950, the high speed uh, cutting off wheel was invented. This is a uh, cling spore invention. Um, 1971, uh, the introduction of the groundbreaking abrasive flat disc. So again, that's a um, that's a cling sporing invention. So if you were to Google it, um, but Google mop disc, not flat disc, um, you'll see that cling spore comes up as the inventor of that product. Um, 1978, uh, there's the expansion into the Americas. Um, 1996, the first international, international production facilities founded in Poland. Um, we've got two facilities in Poland uh, running almost 24 hours uh, now. Um, 2000 expands into Australia and South Africa. So before 2000, it was more of a, uh, a more of an agency than an actual Kingsport uh, uh, office. So from 2000 onwards, uh, it was an official Clingsbore office and um, um, grown into the business that it is today. Uh, 2015, uh, the new plan of Clingsbore Diamond Tools opens its doors. So um, we, we've always done a diamond blade range in, um, in Clingsbore, but uh, once upon a time, it was manufactured for us. Um, but then the decision was made to build a purpose-built factory in the Ukraine, uh, pumping out nothing but diamond uh, product, um, and it's uh, it's gone very very well since uh, since its inception. Incidentally, this is Corin won't, Corin won't <clears throat> like me saying it, but um, the the core of diamond blades is really good for knife making because it's very high quality steel. If you buy a good a good diamond blade, Kingsport diamond blade, obviously. Um, and you can cut out, they're, they're big, 400 millimetres diameter. You can you can cut out your blanks from a You're talking blade. about like concrete saw blades? Yeah. Yes. I made, my first knives were all made out of concrete saw blades, yeah, and yeah, stuff. it was great. Yeah. But then I got a different blade, and it was crap, and it wouldn't harden, and it kept warping. Yeah, it wasn't And so the first one, mate. the first one must have been clings for. <laughs> That's what yeah. must have been. Must have been. <laughs> Sorry, interrupting. Are you, um, do you, have, do you have any of those sitting around your warehouse for when Mert and I come to do for, our tour? For, and, for special, special friends. <laughs> special friends, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Um, so this just gives you a brief idea of the different types of products that Sport does. So obviously the first images of, of the belts, um, but we do, uh, you know, uh, sandpaper rolls, cutting and cutting wheels and grinding wheels, of course. Um, what we call uh, quick change discs, um, which you know are known as uh, lockets and and that sort of thing in in the industry. Um, fiber discs, abrasive flap discs, the diamond tools that we were just talking about. We also do carbide burrs, um, abrasive sheets uh, with Velcro backing and that sort of stuff, um, <clears throat> abrasive flap wheels, which I'm sure some of you guys have seen for, for knife sharpening and, and knife finishing. 
Um, and then there's the flexible abrasive range as well. Yeah. Um, another quick uh, slide of Klingsporin numbers. So daily output is 135,000 square metres of coated abrasives, which would be equivalent to about 14 football fields. 110,000 flap discs, 240,000 fibre discs, 980,000 sheets and strips, 330,000 cutting and grinding discs, 2,400 wide and segmented belts, um, and 70,000 short and long belts. Um, so these are done in a uh, combination of uh, Heiger in Germany and Cozy in Poland. I'll tell you what, Frank, when you when you use stats like that, mm. full-time makers like myself that might use four one-mil cutting discs in a day, we start to feel <laughs> really, really inferior. Inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, shit, is that it? I'm I like, get it. There's like 33,000, Ninety-six discs produced that I didn't use. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Wow. They're they're pretty phenomenal numbers. Like that for someone again for someone like me. That's that's a real eye opener. Like that's that's some serious stats going on there. Like wow. Yeah, absolutely. Those one millimeter wheels. Sorry, just to say those one millimeter wheels. We're we're just about to sell tw our twenty fifth millionth. <laughs> Wheel in Australia. Is that like a Willy yeah. Wonka golden disc that we get? Yeah, to... yeah, we're yeah, thinking yeah. about doing something like that. <laughs> How we, good we would should, that be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you go to my boss's office in in Germany, Doctor Noy, he's got a Perspex thing with a with a disc in it, and it's the billionth one millimeter wheel produced in our wow. plant in in Poland. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. Big numbers, big numbers. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm. And tricks me out that somebody counted them all. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was a slow week. Germ Listen, Germany, mate, they're probably using, S they're probably using like, SAP yeah, pipeline. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah. until, uh, until uh, somebody puts the numbers down like this, you just have no idea. I mean, even even what we do in Australia as as part of the Klingsport company, until yeah. you start see numbers like this, you've got no idea of of the capacity and, and what goes on. But I mean this is this is we do um, just to kind of sidebar for a minute, we do um, uh, regular uh, product training at our place at Silverwater um, probably every six weeks or something like that. Well before COVID we we're obviously doing it about yeah, every six yeah. weeks. Um, and this is this is the kind of stuff that we go through, you know, a bit of a history of the company, things like this, numbers so people understand the capacity. Um, and then obviously we do a bit of hands-on training as well. You get to see the products, how they're made, um, and, and some hands-on training as well. So this is our, this is an aerial view of the factory in Heiger, Germany. So just to give you an idea of uh, how big uh, how big the factory is. So as you can see, I don't know if you can see my mouse as I move it. Yep. So you can see this uh, uh, large building with Klingspor on the back. That's kind of the 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 back of the property, and then it all it's all um, 
right up until the to the street here. Here on this big patch of green grass, we've got a huge logistics center now. So this photo is a bit old, um, but it's quite a big plant. This is the office block here. This is where Paul's boss sits. Um, so yes, so it gives you an idea. Just to give you an idea of the capacity, see this little, this tiny little building in the corner here with the two glass yep, roller doors. Yep. That's our uh, uh, our own little fire station. <laughs> so that gives you an idea of the size of the plants <laughs> and the buildings. We've got our own little fire station on site where the where if anything should go wrong, they can uh, sort it out. Quality and reliability are key. So this just gives you an idea of, um, of the safety behind our product. Um, key criteria in our daily work, environmentally friendly production, highest production performance, maximum user protection. Founding member of uh, what we call OSA, the Organisation of the Safety of Abrasives. Um, a member of the Federation of European Producers of Abrasives, um, member of Verband uh, Deutscher, um, which uh, which is another uh, European organisation, um, uh, which is the Associ Association of German Abrasive Manufacturers. So you'll find that on all of our products, uh, especially cutting and grinding, you'll see it uh, mostly. There's a, a, the OSA stamp on it here which is the organisation of the safety of abrasives. So what that means is, um, uh, and we're also a founding member, but it's, a not, it's an independent organisation that can come and shut you down uh, being a abrasive manufacturer. So, you know, if you're not following the rules, you don't have uh, accountability or traceability of your products or, or, or yeah. batches or that sort of thing where you can trace your product, then... Um, the OSA stamp uh, is not something that you can put on your product. So um, it, it's also uh, what we call a uh, product liability insurance. So, for example, if something, if if a customer of ours like Gamico sold one of our products um, and something uh, went wrong, it's not Gamico's problem, it's our problem. We'll actually come and investigate the issue um, and we'll take care of everything. Um, where with other manufacturers who don't have this kind of assurances, um, it falls on the customer. Um, and yeah, right. you know, a situation like that could uh, could close a business down. So it's in very it's very important that um, this type of safety um, uh, is part of our, our company. Yeah, it definitely gives a bit of assurance to us end users that you've got that sort of level of quality and standards and yeah. having to be a part of those organisations. You're not just at that end of the line where it's the quickest belt to get out there or the cheapest belt to get out there. And like I said, I think there's a probably a reasonable volume of people that have had experience what we call belt slap, where a, right. a fast-moving fast moving belt snaps and slaps you in the face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, why that occurs, sometimes, uh, I've got to admit, it is the fault of us knife makers. Other times, like I said, it can be a manufacturing thing. So, yeah, that's cool. That's good. We, we had, a, a, we had a, a complaint on a belt just yesterday, funnily enough, and um, 
the the, the dealer is he's in the automotive industry. He's not a knife making guy or anything like that. But he bought this belt back, and the batch number on the back was the belt was from 2011. He'd had it for nine years, and he complained because the joint, the joint failed. So, um, no, so no, no, knife makers would be knife makers lucky to get about three weeks yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the the glues that we use, obviously, like any glue, you know, if you buy a pair of shoes and put them in a cupboard for ten years and then put them on, they're probably going to fall apart because the glues dry out over time. So, yeah, you've got to be careful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, mainly, mainly. Go on. Very rarely, I've been selling knife making belts for a very long time, as most people know. That very rarely does that glue joint ever fail. We typically yeah. see two things: one, the abrasive itself rips, and that happens on J Flex belts, or, or two, the um, the tape gets so hot that it melts on a plate. And so I've seen that a couple of times as well. But that's again, the the glue joint doesn't fail. The the mm. tape actually melts and gets all munted up, and it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. So. Okay. So this just uh, this slide uh, just gives you an idea of uh, the different locations around the world that Clinkspore uh, either has an office or a uh, manufacturing facility. So um, I, I won't dwell on that, but uh, as you can see, uh, it's quite sparse. Yeah. I think it's 30, 38 countries now. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, is, is, is that just through, well, probably looking at a different business line of questioning, but that's just the way my brain works every now and then. Is that just through like the like the logistics of getting into, gaining entry into those new businesses or is it a sensible thing of not stretching yourselves too thin? Probably we, for the we, upper um, level bosses. Do, yeah, we, we like to we like to do our own thing in countries. We don't really um, operate through, um, you know, agents, if you like. So yeah, cool. We like we like to have Klingspore people in the country. So, for example, Klingspore in Australia, there's no other financial interest. We're wholly owned by Germany, and yeah, cool. they're German. Yeah. That's the way they like it, you know. So it means that they can benchmark everything. They can. They can make sure that everybody's performing exactly the same way. We are on SAP. You're right. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> I used to be. Every, I used my former life used to be a SAP administrator and uh, config okay. person. So yeah, straight away, I was okay. like, you guys got to be on <laughs> for that sort of production well, level. You got to be on. That's SAP. right. Yeah. Well, Klingspore was one of the first people to to sign up to to SAP. Um, yeah. When it when it when it first uh, evolved. So. Yeah, so, and, and so that stands for send all profits. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> Systems, applications, and products in database design, mate. Come on, I've been out there for five years and I know that. Get on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think so, we even um, knew that. <laughs> I think it, it's, hey, it's, impress it's, your it's, boss, impress your boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we knew that. Um, yeah, it's it's just important to them that it, that the product is represented properly around the world. So they they um, you know, when, for example, we test our, our belts. We test every batch of belts we make every day. We test in house on a machine that was on two machines that were designed and built by our engineers in Germany, and we upload all of that information, that data, every single day. And so if the guys in South Africa, for example, are, are having problems with their joins, they can benchmark all of us. It's not guesswork. Yeah, they, wow. they can see exactly what the parameters are. And if you fall outside of that, 
they're on to you straight away. You know, have you got a problem with moisture? Have you got a problem with your press? Have you got a problem with whatever? And um, yeah, they're, they're, they're all over it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're well organized. Do you, do you guys quality, quality product. Do you guys mm. have a system that will replicate the knife maker who doesn't read the instruction? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Like that, that seems no, to be I, an issue. Like, yeah, the, no. <laughs> the product's good, but it's not idiot proof. <laughs> we can lend we can lend you Timmy Ford every now and then if you like. <laughs> hey Timmy's all good. He's been to Clint's while he's done the training. Oh, I yeah. bet he has. I bet he has. <laughs> I bet his eyes nearly popped out of his head when he walked through the doors. He's probably got delusions <laughs> of grandeur. You leave yeah, my no, Timmy on. Awesome. Good. Yeah, no, we, <laughs> Timmy's good value for picking on. He, we love Timmy. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep. Oh, sorry, Moving I've interrupted you. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to move into uh, the coded side of the, the business. So um, uh, as far as the belt um, manufacturing side of the business is concerned. Um, so this just gives you an idea of the uh, manufacturing process. What you see in this image is uh, what we call uh, the maker. The maker is a machine uh, in the factory which makes the what we call um, our jumbo rolls of coated material. So we get our jumbo rolls delivered to us from Germany um, and they're roughly about 1350 wide. Um, and what we do is we uh, slit and convert those jumbo rolls into belts. So uh, we cut them down to smaller size. We usually cut them down to a roll of about 300 mil wide, and then from there we, um, because they're easier to handle like that, and then we start making belts out of those uh, what we call converter rolls. So what you see in this, this image, so the, the actual uh, roll of backing material starts off at this end. It goes through a series of rollers. Um, it goes through a printing process, a base coat process. Then it goes through gravity, gravity coating where the grain is added. Um, it goes through another uh, electrostatic process, another series of rollers, um, uh, uh, which is a pre-dryer, uh, a top size coat area, then a main dryer, and then when it winds on the other end here, it's the finished product. So what, what you don't see here, sorry, interrupting, um, and you probably were going to say it anyway, Frank, but um, yeah. that's, that's quite a naive drawing, that, and, and it's very hard to kind of understand the scale of it. But from the, from the left-hand side, to the right-hand side, inside the machine at any one time, is probably about 15 kilometers in length of material. Wow. So when we talk yeah. about that dryer, the pre-dryer and the main dryer, they're 120 meters long <laughs> and 15 meters high. Guys, yeah. so, the drawing so, is so simple, I thought I could make it at home. I, I, I know, you, thought, <laughs> yeah, you were thinking, I, I could make one of those. I just did a screenshot, <laughs> now I was gonna do the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, are yeah. you going to talk more? Are you going to talk more about the electrostatic process? What's yes, that? I, yes, I am. Yes, yeah, Mark, yeah, it's, oh, great. it's very important. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Anyway, yes, sorry. 
So just to give you a scale, yeah, those, yeah. That, that pre-dryer, main dryer area would probably be the height of a two-story building or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, the, the image doesn't do it justice at all. Anyway. You yeah. need to put a picture of a little person in there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe the put, a little person, put a little yeah, person the... standing next to an elephant. Yeah. See that spec just there, Kev? That specs a, that specs a pencil. Yeah, the, the problem is too, it's not one long consistent machine. The, the, ah. the, the material disappears down under the ground and yeah. then reappears somewhere else. And it's fast on this bit and it's slow on this bit. It's, it's incredible. It's quite, quite you've, amazing. You've, you've just gained the interest of one of our listeners, Jamie Bishop, who we refer to as the sausage man. As soon as you said, <laughs> as soon as you said that thing went underground, his yeah. ears pricked up because Jamie, <laughs> we love Jamie, we love Sausage Man. Jamie looks like one of the um, dwarves out of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Right. So when you yeah. said it's gone underground, I bet you Jamie's eyes just glazed over. He's like <laughs> picturing that sandpaper coming down and hitting it with an axe and throwing gold <laughs> dust on it or something. Yeah. What's that line? Toss me to the elves. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. So, so this maker, we have four of these um, makers, uh, two in Germany and two in Poland. Um, wow. The makers in Germany are, make 1.65 meter wide rolls. Um, and um, just from a handling point of view, one meter in diameter the rolls are when they come off the machine. There's Jamie. Look, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I see. I see the likeness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So, and another little perspective here, guys. Um, One point yeah. six five meters wide. Yeah. Corin makes what we refer to as barrel knives. Yeah. They have an eighty-five millimeter wide blade. Yeah. Can you imagine the lifespan of Corin using a one point six five meter wide blade? Uh, I get, no. I get, hang on, I get a year out of a standard two for 72. <laughs> anyway, here's, here's, your, here's your best sales rep. He's saying, I get a year's life out of every single belt. Yeah, sure. one, 185 by 10 mil wide blade every yeah. year. Yeah. We do make belts up to, I think, um, well, 1.6 meters wide um, for, wow. for people in Australia because. The guys who are, who are sanding doors and panels and stuff, you know, they've got yeah. these machines that are that wide. Yeah. Yeah. So we can do that. And we do that in, in Sydney. That's crazy. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so we'll, we'll go yeah. through the uh, stages of this production line, if you like. Let's do it. So it goes through the printing process. So obviously this is what ends up on, on the back of the uh, uh, backing material. So obviously you've got a logo, you've got uh, the actual ACT. Yeah, ACT. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be got, the yeah. spokesperson in the ACT. <laughs> special, special for Canberra. That's yep. um, yeah. So you've got the actual uh, the, the the actual material, which is the PS twenty nine material. It's a it's a paper backing material. Uh, the P one hundred represents the grit. Um, the ACT is an advanced coding technology, um, obviously made in Germany. You'll see this number um, to the left here, which is batch number. 
Um, and then you'll see that um, the backing material has the arrows on it, which makes it directional. Now, just just on that, uh, uh, back in the day, a lot of belts that were made um, had these arrows on the back because um, the way you put them on the machine, they had to follow those arrows. So those belts were directional. And what over, makes over, them overlap? Yeah. yeah. So what makes them directional is the actual join. So if the, the, the joins back in the day were predominantly a, a lap join. So it's one piece of material sitting on top, on top of another, another piece of material and it's pressed. So if you put them, if you put that belt on a machine the wrong way round, then as it would spin around the contact wheel, you would get a step. So that's why the arrows were put on the back of the material to make it directional so you, you avoided that. Where these days um, we still do a butt join, but, uh, most of our belts predominantly are what we call a butt join, which goes together like that, and it's got the tape on the back. Um, so it, whether the material has arrows on the back of it or not, um, when a belt has a butt join, it's not directional. You can actually take it off the machine and turn it the other way around and, and run it as normal. It's so, a good way to get extra life out of your belts because when you yeah. use the belt, the grains are, are kind of rounding off in, in a certain direction. If you turn the belt around, then you've got sharp grain coming back the other way. So you, you can use exactly. it both ways. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Moving right along. Okay, so this is what we call the electrostatic oh, process. Here we go. So this is the part what, this is the part that had that little wiggly line and it was top secret, but you guys are letting us in on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, right. this is what makes it different. This is important because not, not every manufacturer does this because it's very expensive. This it's um Frank will tell you about it, but it's it costs a lot of money to do this, but it's worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. So basically what this is, once we get to the uh, electrostatic process um, of, the, uh, uh, of the manufacturing of the jumbo rolls, what happens is this, is, this top section here is the actual uh, backing material. So it comes down around the rollers and back up again. Um, here you've got a hopper which has the actual grain in it and this is just a conveyor belt that runs it under the backing material. So once the grain comes out of the hopper and goes onto the conveyor belt, it moves across the conveyor belt um, under the backing material. And as you can see here at the bottom here, you've got a positive charge and you've got a negative charge. So as the grain passes through there, you get your electro electrostatic process uh, right in here. So what this uh, process does, and I'll show you on the next slide is that when the it's, when it's, the um important to say it's i think it's fifty thousand volts going through there right wow yeah it's huge yeah so as that charge goes through, as the grain comes through and the charge hits it what it does is that as the grain comes through it actually uh turns the sharp end forward of the grain so what that means is that the sharp end is is forward on the material and the the dull end of the material is what adheres to the backing kind of like waving a magnet underneath iron exactly that exactly exactly that. right yeah exactly yeah. right yeah yeah so 
this is, as Paul said, it's 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 an important process, but it's also a very expensive process. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of manufacturers that actually skip this part. Um, and, you know, when the grain hits the backing material, it falls however it falls. Um, the dull end forward, whether it sits sideways, and that obviously affects the performance of the grain um, once the belt is finished. Um, it's so it's this an is interesting a, thing to do if you, next time you've got your Reaper belt, um, um, have a feel of it and um, have a feel of somebody else's belt and you'll feel that the Reaper belt feels really sharp. It, you can feel it on your on your thumb. Talking about having a feel of it, this slide takes me back to my youth, guys, <laughs> a little bit because <laughs> I'm pretty sure at one stage I dated a pair of twins and they were named Kath and Anne O. <laughs> <laughs> really? Were they were they hot? Wow. Electrifying. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm here till Thursday. <laughs> oh, hang on, it's Thursday. <laughs> Try the meal. <laughs> Good work. All right. I'm going to mute it. my mic now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All right. Okay. So um, this next slide just gives you an idea of... Um, of the, of the structure of the belt. So basically That's down here like you've got a backing. Um, you've got a backing. What's that? That looks like Lord of the Lord of the Rings shit. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is um, the backing. Through an, an electro, uh, electro microscope um, oh, a, a cross-section cross of a belt. That's crazy. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So backing material, a base coat, then the grain sits on the uh, base coat and then there's another coating that goes over the top to hold the grain in place, okay? And as you'll see um, from that image that um, uh, all the sharp ends of the grain have been put forward. It's interesting because are... they, they um, sorry, just going back, they, they look a bit irregular, but if you think about it, if you, if you um, this would have been cut with a laser, laser cut through grains, some of them, the smaller ones you'll see are, are, are the edge of the grain and the bigger ones are like the middle of the grain. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So that's why they look irregular uh, like that. But you can see, it just gives you an idea of the structure. Yeah, no, got it. Keep going. Uh, these are different types of backing. Um, so you've got paper backing, which are um, we do a lot of we do a lot of paper belts. They're predominantly uh, what we call wide belts, which are which go on wide belt sanders, and they're predominantly for uh, door manufacturers or, or you know kitchen cabinet manufacturers, where they lay um, the the door panels of a kitchen, for example on a bed and it goes through the uh, wide belt sander and they all get sanded evenly and all at the same time. Um, so we make a lot of wide belts out of paper. We also make them out of cloth, um, but the paper belts are obviously the uh, cheaper alternative. Um, the cloth belts um, can, uh, paper belts are, once they're worn out, they're, um, they're, uh, it's time to change them over, but with a um, with a cloth belt, you can actually uh, wash them and reuse them. Um, you've got cotton material, um, 
which is, for example, like our 310X material, which is the uh, aluminium oxide belts that Gamaco would sell. Um, they're a, a rigid-backed um, material, uh, so they like a lot of pressure. Um, very good for stock removal uh, more than anything else. Um, polycotton, which is, uh, for example, the J-Flex belts, uh, again, something that Gamaco would sell. Um, this is more the uh, finishing end of the scale. Um, so uh, finishing blades or, or, or polishing them is where a J-Flex belt would come in because the material is very, very flexible, and that's the difference. Um, things like the what we call the CS310X, which is the aluminium oxide, or the 416Y, which is our zirconia material, uh, again, are both very heavy, very rigid backing. Uh, they like a lot of pressure, and they're all about stock removal. Um, and then you've got the last material, which is uh, what we call a fibre disc backing. Um, I, I don't know if... if in the knife industry, you use a lot of fibre discs, but no, we, they also we, come in ceramic. Go on, Karen. Yeah, we, we go through the polyester back belts are pretty much the, the staple with the J-Flex um, right. and the cotton's coming in for the uh, for the aluminium oxide stuff. So, yeah, they're yeah. the three that we use, the mid-range stuff. That that yeah. fibre, that's really stiff back. That's the stuff you'd put on the back of a, a flap disc or something, isn't it? Well, yeah, it goes on a it goes on a backing pad, and it's it's a, it's a flat disc. It's really good for for grinding um, flat surface areas. Um, so, and it covers a lot of it covers a lot of ground. Um, but yeah, it's a very very rigid. Um, flat. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna run it around a two inch wheel or something. No, no, God no. no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't use. There goes yeah. there goes, there goes um, my desire to do bloody quarter inch wheel grinds. Oh, well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is uh, a slide on different grains and their wear behaviour. So this first one is a silicon carbide grain. So, um, and you guys would use silicon carbide in, in, in knife making, obviously. We, they use we the, tend the, to the actually, actually, Frank, we tend to avoid silicon carbide. Oh, in, do you? That's... Um, Silicon carbide we use in the glass industry a fair bit, but in knife making okay. it, tends, yes. it tends to cause a lot of problems, particularly with some of the carbide guides and things that people use, because it will okay. actually it will actually um, uh, abrade uh, tungsten carbide. So yeah, yeah it's very sharp. Yeah. It's yeah. it's almost as sharp. It's almost as hard as as diamond, mm. but it but it fractures when you use it. So yeah. you can see there on that diagram, chip bits chip off it. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't it, work. Life isn't very good. Yeah, for no. us, it that, doesn't work anywhere near as good as ceramic. No, no. Good that, glass, wear right. that wear behaviour diagram looks a little bit like our listeners on the left and Corin Mert and I on the right, and our and our listeners are just doing nothing, and, and we're, <laughs> we're acting like clowns, you know, breaking apart, trying our best. Yes, yes. Well, yeah, they do use it in the glass industry because the silicon carbide goes to very, very fine grits. Um, um, so, uh, so it works well for that um, type of industry. But it's very, very, very sharp grain, um, but has a short life because it's so sharp. 
Yeah. Moving along. Uh, this is our aluminium oxide grain. So this is like your, your 310X belt or the, the, the maroon-coloured aluminium oxide belts. I think LS312 um, as well, Gamaco buy, don't they? The yellow ones. Yes, yeah, the yellow ones. Yeah, yeah, the yellow yeah that's ones aluminium ones. oxide. Yeah. Yes, same oh, type of grain. As you, as you can see... Oh, you've not used those before? No, they're still sitting up on my belt rack. Uh, yeah. 60 okay. grit, I think it is. Okay. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, that's a really good material, very flexible as well. So, yeah, right, right. cool. You'll enjoy that. But um, uh, the uh, wear behaviour of the aluminium oxide grain, as you can see, it, um, it starts off quite sharp, but as it, um, as it progresses, it starts to become quite dull. Um, as it becomes quite dull, uh, you have to um, uh, give it more pressure for it to work properly. Um, as I say, the aluminium oxide grain, uh, it likes pressure. It's good for stock removal. So the, uh, the more pressure you give it, the better it works. Yeah, but hardened steel destroys it. You've got to watch that. Hardened steel yes, waste. Just absolutely destroys it. Total waste of money. Yeah, it will because it, it sort of rounds over when you yeah. use it, and yeah. um, in, in, in the end, it's just dragging. You know, it's yeah. not yeah. it's not really cutting; it's just dragging. But for working on handles for timber work, except for sure. oh, brilliant. Yeah, really good. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's exactly what you want for timber. Yeah. Um, this is our zirconia grain. Um, this is a really really good grain. Uh, again, it likes a lot of pressure. Um, but it's extremely sharp. The difference is, um, as I say, the silicon carbide is very sharp but has a short life, where zirconia is very sharp but has a long life. Um, so that's why it likes the pressure and the stock removal um, as well. So as so you somebody, can see... Somebody asked before about belts uh, uh, for handles. Do we do a belt for handles? The belts to use for handles, guys, typically are aluminium oxide and zirconia. They're your two, your two best belts for handle materials, yeah. softer materials. Zirconia. Yeah. Zirconia are my favourite. Yeah. yeah. Unless you want the flexibility because you can get – the yellow belts are super flexible. So if you want to do handles where oh, you've got finger – um, indentation. You want scallop belt exactly, yeah. Um, then, 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 if you want that flexibility, then you go with the aluminium oxide. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, zirconia or aluminium oxide, great for handles. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you, Frank. Keep going. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You keep so, using you, can... you keep using a term called stock removal, which in knife making refers to grinding uh, typically hardened steel. And and yes, and yes. so I've just got to just got to pull up on that because. Um, yeah. You, you wouldn't use either of these belts for hardened steel. That's that's all no. I'm trying to say. So in yeah, knife making, that point. term is yep. – Yep. Keep going. It's all relative. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay, so moving along. Then we have the ceramic grain, which I'm sure you're uh, very familiar with. This is the Reaper. Um, yeah, we love it. Yeah, the material Reaper grain. Um, so as you can see, the actual structure of the grain is completely different to an aluminium oxide or a zirconia, zirconia or a silicon carbide. Um, it, it, you, you can see that the fragments are quite small. The, the grain starts extremely sharp, and as it starts to wear, it fractures, um, which brings out even more kind of sharp edges. 
and which means that this particular grain is sharp all the way to the end. That's it, sharper it, than I was in the 1980s. Look at that. Yeah, that's saying something. <laughs> so oh, I'm glad someone um, else is joining the dad jokes. <laughs> Koichi Forging Steel says, how do you get the best out of these belts? Do you go hard and fast or slow and light? With the ceramic, hard and fast. Yeah. They love it. Yeah, man. They love it. With, yeah, with everything yeah. else, uh, not so much. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I, was, I, I think the, you guys I know. You know knives, I was putting a few knives under some extreme pressure today. Yeah. One of your, uh, I think it was a 60 grit belt that I was using. Yeah. And I have to admit, I was looking at this belt thinking this this is probably due for the bin or for profiling. Yeah. And I had a couple of knives that I needed to get out. I just had to get them done. I was like, you know what? Just Hard keep fast. going. Just get this. Yeah, yeah. Dip it in the water. For us knife makers, do a solid pass, dip it in the water. Solid pass, dip it in the water. That yeah. thing was still cutting when I was yeah. – I turned it off, thankfully, because I've learned my lesson in the past. I turned it off before I rubbed it with my thumb. Yeah. There's people who get that joke. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it, it felt like it was – It seriously, it felt like it was dead, and I still pushed the boundary a little bit, and mm. I got another couple of knives done out of it. So, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, it really, it really yeah. takes a lot to wear out the ceramic grain. And the ceramic and, grain, actually, the more pressure you put on, the better it performs. So you see these little these little particles there. To make them fly away, to expose new particles, you've got to put pressure on the belt. Mm. You don't yeah. want it glazing up, guys. You don't, if you glaze it up, no. then, then to, to get them cutting again, you've got to break them down again. Yeah. And for the new exactly. for the new makers, when they're talking about pressure, it's not talking to the belt and saying, come on, belt, I have to have this knife done by <laughs> tomorrow to get it to a customer. It's like you don't, you don't do that? You sure you don't do that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> mentally, <laughs> mentally, I'm saying that. Physically, I'm pushing yeah. the shit out of it. I'm yeah. glad you clarified that. <laughs> Hayden McGee well, yeah. asked about belts, the handle material, that's done. So keep going. Yeah. Yep. You know. Um, Depends on the material. But yeah, you know, as you say, you know, you looked at the belt and it looked – uh, a little worn. Um, when it gets to that stage, don't forget that you can always take the belt off, spin it round the other way, and yes. let it and let it turn the other yeah, way yeah, because yeah. that will that will help or, as well. We use old diamond uh, files or diamond wheel dresses, and you can smash a belt and you'll rip a heap of grain off and get it cutting again. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 They work too. Or buy we another do, one. We do some interesting things as knife makers. We probably test the boundaries of what you guys would think would be, i.e., for want of another term, an, an acceptable sort of process. But we do get pretty creative in in getting the most out of our belts. Yeah. Right. So, guys, in terms of the belt life, I have a question. So, I'm one of the few knife makers that I use wet grinding. There's a constant water spray that I use during my grinding. Which belts you don't recommend with the use to with the wet grinding? Yeah, so you'd have to explain what wet grinding is. Wet, uh, wet, 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 wet I got a water okay, spray. Well, got oh, a water spray yeah, on the yeah. belt. Um, um, all of the polyester belts are fine to use wet. Um, yeah. So, so the Reaper belts, um, our Zirconia belts, CS four one six, any of those, they're waterproof. Um, 
a lot of people still use the cotton belts wet. You're not supposed to, but you, you kind of can get away with it. But if it's a polyester backing, um, yeah, wet, wet is no problem. Mm -hmm. So, guys, this one's an interesting question because it says, why isn't there stiff back high grit belts? J-Flex is when not you, my favourite belt. When you say high grit, does he mean fine grit? Yeah, he fine. means fine grit. Fine yeah. grit, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there are. You can buy there um, are. an yeah, you can buy an X weight um, belt in four hundred grit, for yeah, example. Like the the, yeah. the CS three ten X three ten X. The aluminium aluminium oxide goes up to six hundred grit. Yeah. So you've got so, to, but but this comes down to point loading, and this is something that people ask us all the time. Why don't you do a six hundred grit ceramic? Why don't we do yeah, a six hundred grit yeah, ceramic, guys? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, because um, ceramic grain is designed for for. Um, uh, for high stock removal to, to rip material off quickly um, you know in, in the finer grits it's it's really not worthwhile and also you know if you're if you're it's a bit of a it's a bit of a um, a, a, a dilemma if you like you know you you you, um, you get to something very fine let's say 600 or something well that's when you're doing your finishing and you don't want to be finishing with ceramic grain it's too sharp yeah. So the, and, all manufacturers are the same. They make the yeah. ceramic in coarse grits, coarse grits, anything up to say 80, 120. Uh, and then, and then down the other end of the scale, um, aluminum oxide. It's also a cost thing too, because ceramic grain is a lot more expensive than, um, than aluminum oxide. And there's only so much to go around in the world. So the um, way I like to explain it as well is that ceramic is, it relies on that heavy pressure and speed pressure. to break the grit yeah. down. And if yeah. you've got, if you step on a nail in a board, it's going to go right through your foot, but you, yet you can lie on a bed of nails yeah. because of the, the point load, right? And so it's yeah. about Newton's, isn't it, Corin? All to yeah, do with Newton's. Something like that. It's, some, yeah. it's very technical, <laughs> sciencey stuff. Yeah. But the truth yeah. of the matter is, you can't get the same load on a fine grit belt to break the grits no. down. So they tend to no. glaze up as well and yeah. they just don't work as well. So yeah, that's exactly why. right. Yeah. But, but you, you, can, you can get a, a heavier backing. In, Look for in the a brown finer grit. aluminium yeah. oxide belts that we sell. Uh, they're yeah. on our website to 600 grit. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so in saying that, so in saying that, Corin, and this is why I mentioned the, the silicon carbide belts, because the, the aluminium oxide goes up to 600, but if, if somebody wanted something finer than 600, then silicon carbide goes up to 800. We can get them, guys. Bob, by Just so, let me know. Just tell me how many you want. We'll get them. The other, the other thing to remember with the ceramic belts is that um, you were talking about hardened materials before, and that's what yep. ceramic belts are for. Uh, keep in mind um, that the more heat-sensitive the material is, the better it works. So this guy asks oh. about the bump in J-Flex belts. The bump. Yeah, yeah, and, not, and it's I'm a real sure thing. Like you're saying, that's then, then, um, you use the joint. <laughs> yeah, then, then, it's not a, then it's not a good joint. No, yeah. it's not. No, it shouldn't have all, a bump. It should uh, be a bump joint. All, all J-Flex belts bump on a knife-making grinder running over a platen. And the trick I was showing years ago oh. by Mr. Bruce Barnett's, just get a diamond file and break the grain off above the joint, right? Uh -huh. And uh -huh. and so they're grinding against the hardened okay. steel plate, yeah. and um, they those guys just break the break grain off above the joint so that they get a more even finish. Yeah. So that's it's tricky. Simple thing you know, it, when you're making a very fine grit belt um you have to remove the cotton off the back of the belt so that when you put the reinforcing tape and the glue on there 
you, what you're trying to do is make a make a zero tolerance belt. But if you yeah. grind too far into the cotton, you make a weak spot on the belt. So it's a very fine line yeah. that we're trying to to walk. You know, you've got to you've got to maintain a, a strong belt. But if you go if uh, by not going too deep, but if you don't go deep enough, you get a step. So the, the yeah, truth of the matter is, though, the truth of the matter is, J Flex belts are not really made for grinding against a steel plate, and they're made for doing flexible grinding. Absolutely, uh, on, a, on, yeah. a, on a soft rubber contact wheel yes. or something, foam. Yeah, switch. Yeah. So switch to yeah. the CS three ten, which is going to give you a hard back, and and it's not as big a problem at all. So that's exactly really right. the best way to solve it. Exactly and you guys right. just got some I'm, of those. I'm, I'm guilty of I'm guilty yes. of using J Flex on a hardened steel, but I know if I'm using J Flex on a hardened steel. I only have two minutes of grinding, proper, good quality grinding. Mm -hmm. Then either way, my belt is going to get blunt or my diverse is my plate, my platen, my flat platen is going to load up with the residue, yeah. which is going to leave like a warm looking grind. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I know like if I'm trying to move up from 120 to 240 or 400, I know if I'm using a J-Flex, I got one or two minutes of good grinding that I can use JFX, yeah. and I can, if I'm careful, I can take my grind from 120 to 400 without any problems. It cuts perfect, yeah. but once it starts like it's not cutting, or my platen is loaded up with the gunk that it leaves, then yeah. I got problems. But in that first yeah. minute, if you can get it done, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I think there's no substitute for experience. And, um, you, you know, there's a lot of trial and error in what you guys do. And this is why people get really good at it when they've done it for 20, 30, 40 years or whatever. Um, don't expect too much from the belt. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a piece of <laughs> cotton. Uh, um, it's glued in the same way that you would glue anything else that you want to fix or whatever. If you if you lean on it and ride a grinder around the around a workshop, it's gonna it's gonna upset you. So that that's yeah. what we do though. But anyway, I know, <laughs> I know. And then and then it's the belt's fault, right? <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you stop them clogging with wood? I use an old thong. Just use it. Yeah. Old thong's good. That's a good one. Yes. Um, bit of bit an of PVC bit of PVC downpipe. That works yeah. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. A bit of wax. Well, wax. Well. Yeah. Wax. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, wax, it'll move. Yeah. It sort of softens yeah, the, the cut of the grain as well. But yeah. 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 And it restores it, it like once once the, the abrasive grain or the belt builds up with with the soft material that's been going through it like wood. Um yeah. the, usually a stick of wax while the, the belt is turning. Um, will remove all the build-up between the grain um, and restore go. the belt, oh, yes. and yeah, it'll start to work a lot better. Yeah, because okay. that's, that's all it is. You're just getting crap in between the grains. you just got to rip it out, that's all. Mm. Um, this guy asks, are diamond-coated belts available? Um, every now and again, somebody brings one out, and, and we all go, oh, shit, diamond, that's a good idea, um, and they, they then they disappear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've seen them come and go for 30 years. Um, I don't know if it's because all the abrasives companies, as soon as a good one comes out, they buy the company out and sink it. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Um, I've seen they do exist, wow. yeah, yeah. But they, they never seem to be around for very long. Well, I, was, I read that question on the, on the screen here before, and I was thinking with the particular 
shot that's up at the moment, and for those listening to the podcast, it's about ceramic grain. And you guys already sort of said there's only, you know, a certain amount of ceramic grain available. Mm. I would imagine industrial diamond would be along that same sort of extent. Yeah. For, for people well, like knife makers that jump on board to Corrin's group buys where we get, you know, fantastic pricing through you guys, a, a, di a diamond belt, you know, I'm tapping out already. Like, sorry, I can't afford a diamond belt. Maybe I'll wear it around my neck as a bit of bling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll, it, it'll cost you a lot of money, and then and then if it breaks or something, um, yeah, yeah. I'm no, sure I'll, my wife would have punched me in the face if I'd tried to wrap a bit of Klingspore diamond grip belt around a finger and <laughs> said, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> Stay on target, yeah. Kev. Stay on target. Hey, yeah. hey, come on, come on. Yeah, but not only, but not only that. I mean, uh, even even if the product. Um, was good, it is a very hard um, type of product to use because if you don't get the speed of the machine yeah. exactly right and you yeah. don't get the pressure exactly right, then it doesn't work. Yeah, and we had so, that. We had someone was posting a question before about maybe they missed the um, part in the, in the talk that you've done so far about the product testing. They were putting in the question about how do you do the testing? Is it just is there a specific process or is it based off user feedback? And, you know, going back to the, the German side of things, very efficient mm. processes, yeah. there's, to the answer to that question, the guy, there's, there's machines that do the same sort of thing yeah. to test that. So product. we have, we have two machines. I'll, I'll, I'll try and explain them. Um, uh, there's photos. I've got photos of them at the end. Oh, have you? Okay. Well, okay, we'll, yeah, right we'll, right. okay, okay, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll explain we'll get to that. what they do, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just any thoughts on, on waste belts? <clears throat> no. Old belts. No thoughts on that. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, there's you no can, you can You can cut them up and use them as emery cloth or, or yeah. something we, like we that. When we're finished with them. Nah. Once weave they're them gone, they're gone. And, yeah. Weave them together yeah. and put them as a base on a seat so that when you sit down, you don't slip forward in your chair maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what we. Yeah. I'll tell you what we do. We have a, a lot of waste material in 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 our factories, of course, um, offcut material from big rolls and whatever. They actually burn it and um, <laughs> use it to to heat the building. They do. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> I guess they don't let the users, don't let the listeners know that there's offcuts and waste because you're going to have people <laughs> protesting at the front of clean yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on my way. Don't worry. I'm there tomorrow. <laughs> can, can, you can use a diamond belt and make like a turn into a bracelet for your wife. Look, I you can do that. You can do oh, that. Yeah, I don't need hey, that. Mert, Mert, your audio is terrible, Mert. You've got to get it, work out what's going on. Very, very quiet. Keep uh, going, guys. How about yeah, let's, good, let's move on. He better. looks good. Yeah, yeah, let's move on. Sorry. Okay, as I said, um, as I said, we do uh, we do training quite regularly. Obviously, before COVID, and 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 uh, we used to do it quite regularly. But I'm sure that will turn around eventually. Um, yes. Uh, so this just gives you an idea of what our place looks like and what our training center looks like. Obviously, that's the front of our building at Silverwater. Um, some images of uh, the warehouse and the boardroom and the the training centre. Um, so uh, you're more than welcome to come and have a tour um, and see uh, some of the products that we've got. Yeah, for sure. For, and for Timmy everyone, can organise that. 
get in touch with say, me. For everyone, no, no, for everyone listening, that's just directed at the podcast presenters. Right. Yes. Exactly right. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but we we could think about an open day, couldn't we? Uh, Gamaco sure. is like you, you can almost walk from our place yeah. to yours. Well, yeah. Well, um, so if we had a joint open day, come to come to Gamaco, have a look around, come to. You know, we put on a sausage sizzle. We could do that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sausage, sausage man, he's, Yeah, he's, he's just perked up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so these are some images of our um, our uh, belt department and uh, those two top photos are the machines that Paul was uh, describing about five minutes yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the one the one on the left, top left there, um, you can't see it very well, but it, this is designed and built by our own engineers in Germany. Um, and every belt manufacturing facility we have around the world uses this machine. There you go, on the left there. And it's um, we, we take a, a belt join, we cut it, um, uh, we cut a strip of material 10 millimeters wide. That's our standard. And we attach it to that machine and it, and it operates like a, um, uh, like a pendulum over a spindle. Yeah. So it's trying to replicate um, a belt on a machine. So, and this is un done under pressure as well. On a contact wheel. On, on, a, on, a, on a, a steel roller, actually. So yeah. it has to do 40,000 revolutions before it's, it's passed, basically. That yeah. machine will keep running for 40,000. And then we have a sheet that says, well, this material in this grit size, you should get X number of revolutions out of it. Um, tick, it's passed. We've put belts on there twice, and it's still done 80,000 revolutions, one join. Now, look, there's no pressure. There's no um, big, hairy bloke um, jamming a piece of steel into it. Uh, fair no. enough. <laughs> but, but this gives us an idea of, of whether it's got the right – um, you know, flexibility without breaking. The machine on the right, uh, top right, is a tensile strength machine. And again, we take a strip of material that's just to the right there, and um, we put a certain amount of pressure on there. I think it's I think it's about forty kilos of pressure before the thing gives way. And um, assuming it passes that test, then uh, um, you know then that batch is good and we send it out the door. But what we do also is we all of these results, we log with our parent company in Germany mm -hmm. and they analyze all of the results from every belt manufacturing plant around the world every day. So you're basically it, going for the same quality all day, every day. So we don't exactly. have bad batches. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And if and if we don't meet the standard that is set by Germany, then we scrap the batch. Scrap the whole lot. Yeah, yeah. right. Obviously oh, that's, never right. <laughs> that's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, so no, guys, is, that the, is there any questions? I guess is that the end of the presentation for belts, Frank? Uh, they're just more images. That's just a few that's, photos. That's the that's fa that's the factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. So, if anyone has any more belt questions, you can put them up now. Um, but that was that was fantastic uh, and a great presentation on belts. I mean, every knife maker uses belts, even if they're running the smallest machines around, they're still using belts. And so, yeah, really good to see. 
to see that, Frank. That's excellent. Um, Pleasure. This guy, Corey Cunningham, says you guys do Japanese grinding stones, big ones. No. <laughs> no, um, that's <laughs> – sorry, that's the easy answer, the quick answer. Okay. No, that's considered to be bonded abrasives, and we don't, we don't, do, we don't do stones, no, no. Right, we're, okay. We're, we're basically coated, coated people. But, the, you know, guys, if you can find me a manufacturer and there's enough of you want them, I'll buy them. No problem. But yeah, I, I can I, I can put you on to um, a couple I of people. That, they're not in Japan, but um, yeah. We'll have a chat a after, Paul. Yeah. Beautiful sure. work, mate. Yep. Yep. Beautiful work. <laughs> so there we go. Um, basically, guys, we can make any size belt. I think that needs to be said as well. We stock yes, two yep. by seventy twos, and we stock two by forty eights in just about everything. Uh, they're both the same. We've got. Anything we've got in 2x48, we've got in 2x72, so there's no difference whichever grinder you've got. The 2x60s aren't as popular, and we don't stock everything, but we can make them, no problem at all. And for those of you that have 2x2-metre or 4x2-metre or whatever, we can make anything you want, all right? Um, there is a caveat to that, and that caveat is that um, – uh, just just a second, guys. There's something just happened on my screen, and it's uh, it must indicate to me that it is – Knife maker. Jimmy, what's going on? Gamaco Artisan Supplies. Knife making down under podcast. I never get tired of that, Jimmy. I was going to say, I'm sure it's not just the alcohol. I love that little intro. <laughs> it's the best. Mm, pizza resistance. Pizza resistance, so, eh? Timmy, a lot of people are going to be wondering what's happening with their with their um, bolt buy orders for Klingspore on account of we told them 14 weeks and it's been at least seven or eight or something. So we ran where out, are we, we at? ran out of we ran out of Gaylords. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, what was that? Yeah, there's there's yeah. two from Gamaco on the screen now. There's I nothing worse than out of Gaylords. <laughs> Gaylords and butt joints. But anyway, keep going, Tim. That's it. <laughs> so we got two um, giant pallets of belts in, and Kara and I uh, checked them all in this afternoon. It's uh, nice and hot and sweaty. You did. We love I touching felt, the I felt very productive mm. for the first time in a long time. <laughs> I was like sweating. I had my suit on, and I'm like, nah, it's. But but we're fun. so flat out at the moment. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, so we we booked all of those in, and we should have pretty much every single belt that we need to dispatch uh, bulk buy orders. Um, we might be a little short stocked of the deposit belts still, but. Uh, the the next batch will be coming whenever these guys get their act together. <laughs> put it back on them, Timmy. Just like I showed you, Timmy, put it back on them. No, you didn't. <laughs> well, no, you didn't. Thanks for our first and only group by now, Tim. We were going really well until you showed up. Actual footage of Tim passing the button. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> yeah. No, well, no. To be fair, we, we we have to own that. I mean, we got smashed uh, with orders from you guys. It's been huge success yes. for you and for us. And um, 
we've we've struggled to keep up um <laughs> we some of the belts we had to fly in from germany and then because you're fussy we had to repack them into tens because <laughs> yes. that's how you like. they came in bulk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah, they came in bulk. Sorry, now you've got me intrigued. What are they coming in from Germany? Um, 25s. Uh, oh, depending, depending on, on the size. Depending on yeah. the size, some come in 50s. Yeah, 12 so to 25s. Wow. Yeah, so. Man. I think yeah, we would have got repacked in 12s, hopefully, because that's what we sold them in, I think. Yeah, oh, so we, we've had to yeah. unpack them and repack them just for you because yeah. you're special. Um, <laughs> but, um, here's, yeah. here's, here's, a little, here's a little thing. Australia, lift your bloody sure. game. Let's get to 25 <laughs> packs. Come on. Yeah, I reckon, don't you? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. But There's um, just a comment come up here and it says, I bet you don't make something for as cheap as something. We don't do cheap belts, guys. We do great quality belts. I just want do, to make that really clear. Because yeah. cheap belts in knife making are a total fucking waste of time. Really? Yeah. I think he's, what he's saying is for us cheapskates, he's talking little belts. We do we do make yeah. that size, yeah. We do. Yes, we yeah. do. I think the smallest we do is kind of six mil, three mil we can do. Um, and I think the smallest in diameter or length is probably about four hundred mil. Yeah. Uh, yeah three, about two eighty five or something like that, yeah. three hundred. And then up to, I think the longest belt we've made is um, was 13 metres. Yeah, that's my yeah. other grinder. Yeah, yeah that's my <laughs> other grinder. Tell him he's yeah. dreaming. Timmy, is there, anything else, is there anything else people need to know about Gamaco's supply of clings for belts that we should fill them in? Those ones that just came out, guys, they're not going out tomorrow. There is literally two pallets of belts that have to be sorted through, picked and sent. So yeah. we would expect yeah. to have all of those out by about mid to late next week, Timmy. Yeah, there. So about. just expect oh, yeah. that, guys. Please manage your expectations because I, I have to get other orders out as well, and that's the deal with Bob Bob. So yeah, yeah. keep going. Yeah. So I'll be out there tomorrow morning picking belt orders, but uh, we'll be slowly getting them out um, as they came in. Um, but yeah, it's just big, big orders. We didn't really expect the the quantities. I don't think Clingsport did no, either. So no, credit no, to no, them no. for, you know, getting yeah. uh, the, the belts that we ordered to them because uh, okay. it was crazy. So question on sandpaper. Does Clingsport do sheets that may compete with every knife maker's favourite Rhino Wet? Guys, this is something that Cole has been working with uh, with Frank and um, uh, our rep, uh, Stacy. Stacy. Yeah. Stacy. Yeah. And uh, Cole's been working on. And maybe we'll have some good news in the future. We're certainly trying hard to find a product that'll that'll outperform Rhino Wet, but uh, it's it's a hard, it's a tough call. It's a popular product, and um, uh, we hope that we can probably hopefully come up with something one day. So that'd be good. Yeah. If we do a bulk buy, we could probably get it custom made to our specification. If we do a big yeah. enough bulk buy, for sure. I I'm think keen. I don't know whether we've actually analysed that and sent it to our lab in in Germany and asked them to look at it because I don't know what's so special about it as. Um, but all Bloody knife crap. makers love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah. let's do it. Let's let's send it over. Yeah, yeah. I'm not scared. We've got some development, and uh, as soon as we get some samples, we will test it. But um, yeah. there's things happening. Reaper Good. wet, they're calling it. Look at that, Reaper wet. I'm Reaper hearing wet. it, guys. Reaper, Reaper wet. Yeah, I like that. Good work, Owen. Good work. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's good. I had a question earlier from Sausage Sausage Man asked about cutting discs, and he talked about your one mil cutting disc, which we sell, right? Yeah, guys. I, I'm going to blow in before you do. 
because I use this product. Uh, my son's in stainless steel, steel fabrication. I've been using this product for a while. And I said, you've got to have a go of this. And he, he uses a different brand, and he's like, these are at least twice as good, at least twice Easily. as good. He said, they're not twice the price, and I don't have to stop and change every five minutes. Like, I can get it longer out of the out of the wheel. Um, yeah, Cole's promised you a three hundred thousand dollar order if you can if you can outperform Rhino Wet. So there you go. <laughs> I'm not sure right. I'm backing that for shit. Is that, the, is that the first run or what? <laughs> is that the deposits? Because I tell you what, if you can beat Rhino Wet, A sixty TZ. These these gears are phenomenal. These are like the secret weapon of cutoff discs. Tell us about these guys. Well, we've been making one mil wheels for for a long time, but um, we we improve them all the time. And um, they didn't used to be very good. Ours weren't very good. I'll be honest. I, I ranked us probably at number ten, um, but I rank us firmly at number one now. They've improved so much. Uh, all the internal testing we do is amazing, and um, the feedback we get yeah. is incredible. Um, yeah. it, it, you always get that perception from people that I've used this brand or that brand for years, and it's the best, and blah, blah, blah. But if you can actually put the disc in their hands and get them to try it, um, i put our disc up against anybody's on the planet. Yeah. So this is yeah. a phenomenal product. Now, Timmy, well, Paul, the people Paul, watching this show, can you just, just give them a 10% up, discount? Give them a, no, it's Timmy time. Give them a what's their oh, discount yeah, code to buy these. <laughs> what's their discount code for those watching tonight? Bloody hell, I have to make it now. We'll just make what, it. Bloody a, hell. Timmy, bloody make hell. It. <laughs> oh, gosh, done. Bloody the, hell, it's already done. It's bloody the A60, hell. yeah? Yeah, A60. A60TZ. If you put that in, you'll get a 10% discount. Just put bloody hell. Everyone will remember that. No one's going to remember A60TZ. <laughs> oh, oh yes, whatever. True. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. That's what it's going to be. I'm the boss. I say. What I say goes. Fair we, we work as a team and we do it my way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. yeah. yeah. It's a democracy, but only if I say so. That's right. Bloody yeah. hell. That's, Jimmy's that's going to get 10% off, 10% off these for the next couple of weeks. Can you organise that, Timmy, till the end of yeah, um, right now. You're a legend, man. To the end of November. Is there anything else for Timmy time before we say goodbye? No, I think that, I that's, that's pretty much it for today. Um, the question from you're a legend. The question from Sausage Man yeah, was, do you guys make a cutoff disc blade in this same material? The, he was talking about the, the big low-speed ones, right, for the Makita no. Metabo type of machines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We make our new range of, of low-speed cutting wheels are thinner than the old ones, but they would be two, 2.5 mil. That's right. Um, That's obviously, the bigger in diameter go, you, have, you go, the, the the thicker it has to be. Oh, it's just it not going to be, be stable. Yeah. Um, but our new one is thinner. It's 2.5. The old one was three. In, yeah. in thin wheel terms, it goes 100 by one, 115 by one, 125 by one. Then you go to 180 by 1. 1.6, 230 by 1.9. These are all right. angle grinder sizes. Knife yeah. makers wouldn't use 230 by 1.9, but um, – but no, there's only the, the one mil really only goes up to one two five mil, five inch. So so yeah, we can get something for you, Jamie. And in fact, the first time I met these guys, I went round to their store. We were having problems cutting a hardened sup nine, 
big lengths of hardened sub nine, big stuff. And with a, with a friction saw, these guys saw that it's out. The product that they gave us was miles better than what we were using. So definitely, uh, Cole and Timmy can help you out with that. Timmy, um, have yes. a good night. All the best. See you guys. Nice Timmy. Timmy. Love you. Thanks, Thanks, Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> All right, good. So that's good. Well, um, I think Kevin yeah, was going to say yeah. something complimentary well, I was about say, our now product. That, now that, yeah, I was, going, I was actually, but Kyron kept conditioning <laughs> me out of there, bloody hell, with his 10% discount, which is great value. Go to Gamaco with bloody bloody hell as the discount code. It was, as you said, though, Paul, like put that product into someone's hands mm. and get them to have a go at it. Yeah. And that's exactly what Corin did with myself and probably Mert and a few others as well. Yeah. Yeah. To try this clink spore thing. And of course, me being me and cutting all the steel that I do, because I'm a full time maker, I run classes, I cut a lot of my, my angle, 125 mil angle grinder gets a hell of a workout. Mm. He handed me those discs. And I've got to admit, man, like this is not just blowing wind up your pipes. This, I was amazed. And the the change or the the re reduction in usage of those things or the better life of those things was yeah. so noticeably increased that it was just I was like hang on there's got to be something going on here the test products uh, the ones like you were saying before just to get you in and the actual products is not going to be as good yeah people okay, trust so let's us, have you a know. little competition let's have a little Gramico competition I'm going to give away 25 cutting discs. Um, to the uh, to the comment section for Bev, what's the competition going to be? The competition is going to be to see who can cut through the thickest piece of steel. Oh, no, one... they can... no, don't do that. Don't do <laughs> no. that. Please don't. <laughs> no, no. Caveat, caveat, guys. Earlier in the conversation, we were talking about the one mil cutting discs. They are based off using a two millimeter cut, but knife makers. We just do things to the extreme. So we take things extreme. I'm not sure, Carl. We need to have something creative here, I think, to get a 25-packet oh, yeah, disc. Boys, you got any ideas what you want from the people watching the show right now to win a box of 25 uh, cutting discs? On the spot. Uh, what do you want from them? The best question, uh, the best review, five-star review on our Gamaco page. Yeah, that's good. Right, what are we going to do? That, that uh, was well thought out, wasn't it? We don't know. Yes, okay. absolutely. I think you do, think you do both, and then and we'll 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 provide the discs. We'll we'll provide yeah. the discs. So you, two oh, two separate things. Box box of twenty five each. Best best question. Okay, let's go. Not the best, best compliment. The you're you're just forcing okay. people to say things they don't want to say. Yes, that's right. They've been calling me a cabbage all night. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay, the best question. Let's the go. Best What's the best for experience. Yeah, best yeah. for experience. There is a strip joke. club in Poland. I think I've had the best things for experience in. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, if it was the best joke, it. I'd win a box <laughs> and you'd have the second <laughs> <Yeah>. box. <laughs> I think so. I think so. All right. <laughs> Let's get some questions going, guys. Uh, right. And watch everyone now go, oh, oh. So, you guys don't just do belts, though, and you don't just do the the cutoff discs. Mm. Tell me about yeah. the other products that we do, like the, for example, the non-woven products, the um, those wheels and the uh, finishing belts, if you like. Like, mm. yeah. there, there's a whole there's a whole 
Yeah, there's a whole range. Our, our price book's 130 pages or something. Um, this is just what we stock in Australia. So, um, yeah, there's all sorts of things. Tungsten carbide, there it is. Look, Frank's modeling it now. Um, tungsten carbide burrs and spindle-mounted flat wheels, big, big, small flat wheels, rolls of all sizes, Velcro discs. Oh, I, I, just a minute. I've got to interrupt. Inter, inter, uh, interrupt. Cole uh, is chasing some samples on tungsten carbide burrs. Yep. Okay. So we're going to talk to you about that later. Yeah. Can I keep going? Okay. Yep. Um, so the range is, is is pretty massive. In terms of knife makers, knife makers are interesting because they work with plastics, you know, sometimes aluminium, all metals from the sort of, you know, exotic steels down to brass and aluminium. Um, we've, we've got it all covered, really. You know, wood, leather even. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, yeah. any time you want to um, grind or finish any of those products, um that, that's where we come in. All right. So we've got some questions coming up now. I found a, the third thin cutting disc to outperform most others by a fair margin in both cutting life. Anyone know how the cling score perform against them? Um, Nick Allen, I, I tell you what, whether you win the best question or not, I'm going to send you some discs and you can tell us next week. All right? Yeah. Good yes, point. That's good. Yeah. Um, the perfect response. Good one, Nick. If you can just send me your details, please, on Facebook. Um, I will look after that first thing in the morning. Oh, well, I'll get Tim to look after it first thing in the morning. Uh, should I throw my Norton Blaze belts in the bin? Norton yes. Blaze belts are great. Next question. But when you, when, you come to replace, when you come to replace them, um, do try the Reapers. There are some advantages. We find we don't get as much build-up from the Reapers. Now, there's a, a compound that, that um, the Norton ones tend to leave a – a residue on the wheels and so forth, and that is greatly reduced with the Reapers. It's actually the biggest problem we had with, but, with uh, those belts, so worth checking out. The, Corinne, speaking of the difference between the Blaze and the Reapers, I haven't had any Reaper blow my face, but as of last month, I had four Blaze belts, which cut great, explode while I'm grinding sharpened knife, which is not the, which is not you want to have like when you're trying to mm. grind a thin knife in your hand so no you don't want that nerd if you can send those back anyway i'll take it up with our rep anyway yeah, right? so that's a different different kettle of fish uh, okay. just to Is just this... to point out those those were not the reaper belts not the cling sport no. belts they were no, somebody no. else's i'm not i'm not naming no, no, competition <laughs> blah <laughs> yeah okay Matt, matt's yeah. nape's question is is the zebra a white horse with black stripes or a black horse with white stripes thank you what is your best belt you would recommend and why? That's What's such the application? a application. What's the application? Yeah. Yeah. belts yeah. because they're great. There you go. There's the answer. The yeah. There's the answer. Yeah, yeah. There is something um, in the range. But in saying that, we have, a, we have a belt uh, and a belt material for every application. And that's so an interesting question, though, because um, um, people assume that um, the most expensive belt or – or a ceramic belt is always going to be the best thing. It's not, you know, we have belts that if you want to grind timber, we have belts that are open coat. So the grains are actually set apart a little bit further so that they don't clog up. You can use a ceramic belt on timber. It'll cut. I mean, any belt will cut anything. Do we buy those belts? Uh, mm, CS 311. Okay. No. Well, no. let's get, let's, no. let's, let's get some samples. So, 
for timber they last longer because they don't clog as as easily so um so yeah best belt for the application that's that's the key yeah aluminium as well that belt belt works particularly well on aluminium because aluminium just clogs the shit out of everything yeah right um glenn Glenn potter asked a question up top corn about the one millimeter disc any good for non-ferrous metals oh good question yes they are the first bit sorry uh, one millimeter, millimeter discs, any oh, good for yes. non-ferrous um, metals? We have um, one called the A60N, uh, yeah. which is specifically designed for aluminium, and it will work well on brass too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, we can get some of those as well. Yeah, it's basically well, the, current, the same. The current one you sell, Corrin, works well with brass, bronze, and other stuff. It does actually. It works particularly yeah. well. Um, but if you're cutting a lot of aluminium, this is a special disc for aluminium. It's basically a softer bond. Because yeah. the, the rule is the harder the material you want to cut, the harder the wheel needs to be. The softer the material you cut, the softer the wheel needs to be. So, yeah, there is one that's particularly good for that. Yeah. Does okay, that Alan help? Ward wants to know how many sharp pencils you can sharpen. Good on you, Alan. Uh, you're having a go, mate. Uh, how <laughs> depends, about, that depends, wanna, that depends very much on how business. big your pencil is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really small. His pencil's like that big. <laughs> it's like a nub. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, Cross says how your 240-bit ceramics so much better than anything else. Have you seen us? Look at us. I mean, it's <laughs> what, what we do. Uh, Nathan says, what's the best grip to start with to get rid of it? Look again, Nathan, 2 by 72s what's the best grip to start with to get used to the belt? Um, honestly, mate, it depends on, on what you're doing. If you're stock removing, profiling, yeah. finishing, you need to select this just like any other belt, mate. Yeah. Just yeah. select it just like any other belt. Play around with it. Uh, Bobby Smith wants to know what oh, new products. No. New no, products. Um, I don't know. My, my feeling is that the, cer- the ceramics will just get better and better, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think ceramic is, is as good as it gets and here to stay. Um, as far as knife makers are concerned, that's, the, that's, that's just going to get better for sure. Okay, so Matt Snape says for hardened steel, I think he means, but he's probably had yeah. a few, so give him, give him a break. From 40 <laughs> profile grinding to 600 finishing, what belts do I buy? Uh, look, start that start with a, the Reaper, yeah. It's yeah, start with the Reaper and then move to a, a, a finer grit aluminium oxide. I would honestly recommend, Matt, that you just get on the phone to Cole and spend an hour talking to him about all mm. the different ways you could do that because yeah. Yeah. there's yeah. – that, that just depends on what you're growing. Stainless steels, carbon steels, hardened steels, post-heat treat, pre-heat treat. Uh, but definitely, my definite recommendation is to switch down to aluminium oxide, CS310s, once you get to the high grits. All right? They're yeah. very cheap. Yeah. Very cheap belts. Right? Yeah. And they work much better than ceramics. In the not cheap. Grid. Not cheap. Good value, Corin. Sorry. Didn't mean to correct you there. Such a great point. Yeah. Uh, do they? Do you have a preference for soft metals, non-ferrous guys? Yeah. Again, um, this CS three eleven that's good for timber is open coat, doesn't clog as easily. That's the one. Okay. So we'll get some samples of that, guys. Yep. Um, I'll get Cole on for that in the morning. You guys will talk to Cole, and we'll get yep. some samples out there and try them out, and we'll get a bit of a review going on what we think as well. So sure. Good. Uh, do you have any problems with fake cling spore? Is there such a thing? Fake cling spore product in the market? 
Yeah, we do in uh, we have in the cutting and grinding, um, not in belts. Um, but there are some companies in China that will produce uh, wheels for you with, with Klingspore branded wheels. And um, uh, in Australia, I've had to Australia and New Zealand three three companies I've had to take to court for that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It go. It, it never gets to court. I mean, we we just tell them. Um, what it's going to cost them if it does go to court, and then they and they just give us all the stock and we snap them say, all and put them in the bin. All you need to say to those guys is, yeah. do you realise we have our own fire station at our head yeah, office? Yeah, we, we've got a lot more money than they have. So. He made clinks for. By the way, Amico is never, ever, ever interested ever in selling pirated product. If you're buying from nope. Amico, you can be sure you're getting the right product, or we don't know we're doing the wrong thing. Uh, yeah. I can absolutely guarantee it. There's no way we'd yeah. ever let that happen. We're not interested. Mm. So if you're buying from us, you know you're getting the right product. Right? I'm not – we're not in it. We're, we're in it for the long term, guys. So that's yeah, that's sure. as, it's as simple as that. We're yeah. not in it to be the cheapest, and I don't want to be the cheapest. Ooh. I want to give you guys the very best product at the very best price that we can do. Yeah. My God, there's a lot of questions. All right, this is going to go on for ages. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, we might need to we might need to review some of the questions later and make a <laughs> make our mind up on these because they they're coming okay. in thick and fast now. Timmy says, "Bloody hell!" One word is the discount code for ten percent off <laughs> one by one twenty five. Thanks for Grace, cut off this. I'm buying a I'm buying a pack just so I can write bloody hell in there. <laughs> um, and um, look, there's just heaps of questions there. Uh, I know I said the best question, but I might just um, just scroll up and down a few times here on the comments and just go bang. And uh, I reckon um, we can probably come up with something. Actually, I you think, know uh, what? Uh, you know who's been very active tonight, um, and I like the I like the look of him, like the cut of his jib. Um, our, yeah. our our mate from um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's had he's had plenty to say all day, and, and <laughs> look at him, he's great, he's awesome, isn't he? So no, we he's got to be him Jamie, for me. Yeah, that's all right. You guys can give Jamie one. That's cool. Yeah, I'll give yeah. one to. Um, I'm going to give one to um, a guy that I really respect. Actually, his name's Bobby Smith. This guy's been filing knives by hand since day one. He's been going for years. I look at his work, and it's it's top notch. He uses a file. It's about time he upstead to a grinder, and I think a few cutting discs will help him out. So, Bobby, this one's for you, mate. You can just send me your, your details. Uh, Sausage Man, you can pick up your pack next time you're in. Bobby, send me your details, and I will um, uh, get that off to you, mate. Have a good one. Thank you to everybody who's contributed tonight. It's really, really great to have you all here with us. Really fantastic to have the guys from Clingsport. Really appreciate your time. It's getting a bit late now, and I understand yeah. that it's a late night, but we really, really appreciate you coming on and, and doing what you've done for us. If anybody's got any questions that we haven't answered, I'm talking serious questions, get in touch with Cole and Tim. They, they'll get your answers for them. They will go to these guys, get the answers that you want, all right? We're, we're not walking away from anything. We're just out of time. Um, Alec, look, Cole's already put up a list of the best belts to get between 40 and 600, so... He's all over it like a rash. Guys, thank you very much. Um, is there anything else we want to wrap up with? Back to you guys. No, thanks Paul? for asking. It's just been, no. it's been a pleasure. As always, everything to do with Gamaco is always good fun. So we're, we're happy to, happy to, happy to um, give you whatever advice we can give you anytime. 
Not just now, anytime. Of course. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. Just not. Uh, I'm turning, yeah, but just to be clear, I'm turning the phone off now. <laughs> so, yeah, there's another enough, question too. here that actually is not a bad one. Jimmy Barber's asking, do you guys have a belt guide showing applications and stuff? Do you guys do a um, a guide that mm. could give people some insights? <laughs> if not, I'll get Cole to write one up specifically Cole for knife making. Yeah. We can help with that. We can help. Yeah, I mean, it's specifically for, for knife makers. You guys have probably... We can certainly help in terms of graphics and stuff, yeah. and we could yeah. between us a bit of a collaborative thing. Yeah, I'm sure we do. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's a great idea. The biggest problem we face is people just don't know what to buy. The range yeah. that we stock is enormous because yeah. everybody has their favourites, and so I yeah. just try and help as many people as possible. But For yeah. sure. but if we could give them something that says this is this is a good belt, and you use it like this at this speed, and it'll do yeah. this, that'd be great. So. I think Something it could be a, Kling, a Klingspore Gamaco co-production. Yeah, yeah. Oh, big, big pictures on together. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. From my from my dealings with most people, pictures are good for knife makers. Yeah. Not many yeah. words. Not many words. No, we've <laughs> got all the we've got all the images, all the graphics, and um, now I hear what you're saying, mate. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Cole's <laughs> got another insightful comment. Gamaco artisan supplies does not sell the cheapest stuff. We sell the best stuff. It, if it is also the cheapest stuff. That's a happy coincidence. That's what we're into. We've got the best deal. We bring it from the best mills in the world. We've got the best abrasives. I'm not into the other stuff. If you want to go and get um, the cheap opposition, whatever, do whatever you like. I don't care. Yeah. No. All yeah. right. Yeah. And Matt's Nate, wants to, Matt's Nate wants us to put that uh, that publication in a wall chart as soon as we as yeah. soon as we make it. Yeah, and that's yeah. Good. We, can do, we can do that. That's a good a good A three yeah. wall chart that we can laminate, stick up in the workshop. That'd be yeah, better. yeah, yeah. We can do that. Yeah. And Timmy yeah. says he loves pictures. Thanks, Timmy. Always a good contributor. <laughs> Thank well, you, everybody. We love Timmy time. <laughs> right. uh, Thanks again, well, guys, for joining us. On. Everybody else, uh, if you if you wouldn't mind having a great night and. We really appreciate your business. We really appreciate your support. It's um, it's absolutely phenomenal. So thank you very much. Sure. Kev, last words? Yeah. No. Yeah. We're yeah, out. Thanks, See you everyone that, thanks to everyone that liked my dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Don't get guys. any better than that. <laughs>